trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Putting this wisdom from above into practice is one of the secrets to a successful life. But it's not as easy as you think. We must trust in the Lord entirely, exclusively, and extensively. And when we do, he will never let us down. Faith never abandons reason, which is why we should never stop thinking, even when we trust the Lord with all our heart. God gave us a mind to study his word and apply his wisdom to our lives. Doing that always leads to success in life. I'm Ron Jones. Something good starts right now. The world defines success in terms of individual achievement, but God's ways are not our ways. Hello and welcome to this Thursday edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. I'm Brian Davis, always glad to have you with us. And today, Ron continues his teaching series from the book of Proverbs, Wise Sayings, Guidance for Everyday Life. As you follow along, pay special attention to the keys to living a successful life. These are practical steps, seemingly simple steps, but following them is not as easy as you might think. Stay with us now or listen anytime on your schedule at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Stick around after today's message when Dr. Ron Jones joins me to talk about an important new resource he wants to share with you. But first, let's join him for his message, Secrets of a Successful Life. Well, I've titled this morning's message, Secrets of a Successful Life. I think we can all probably get on some common ground this morning by saying that every one of us in this room want to live and experience success in life. And I want to suggest to you right out of the chute here that that has everything to do with the skillful application of godly wisdom in your life. See, I've been a pastor for more than 20 years, and I'm a a pretty simple guy. I just happen to believe this book that we hold in our hands, the B-I-B-L-E, is God's Word. And it's not only God's Word, but it's the best-selling book of all time. Did you know that? It's the least read best-selling book of all time, but it's the best-selling book of all time because it's God's Word. And it's not only God's Word, it's His love letter to us. How would you read a love letter if you knew you got a love letter in the mail? You might read it a little differently. And not only that, it's, it's a success manual for life. It, it's God's plan for how he, how he redeems us and brings us into a relationship with him. It is certainly that. But in a very practical way, too, it, it is a success manual for life. Every one of us want to be successful. But I want to suggest to you we need to learn success and experience success from from heaven's viewpoint by downloading some wisdom from above and, and, and applying that in a skillful way. Wisdom is the ability to take God's truth and apply it skillfully in our lives. And that's what the book of Proverbs is all about. Proverbs, as uh, you might remember from our first week of study, is part of the wisdom literature of the Old Testament. 
Uh, There are five books of wisdom in the Old Testament. There's Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, the Song of Solomon, and the book of Job. Real quickly, Job is God's wisdom on pain and suffering. If you're going through a difficult time, you need to read the book of Job. Get God's perspective on it. Ecclesiastes is God's wisdom on the meaning of life. Uh, Song of Solomon is God's wisdom on love, marriage, and sex. Now, some of you are going to go home this afternoon, you're going to turn off the Super Bowl, and you're going to read that book. You didn't know that God talked about love, marriage, romance, and sex, but it's right there in the Song of Solomon. And the book of Psalms is God's wisdom in terms of our vertical relationship with him. Proverbs, which is the focus of our study these weeks, is God's wisdom in our horizontal relationships. It's a gritty, useful, everyday spirituality that's Well, that's aimed at applying it into our everyday life. And so we've come to chapter three in our study, and and we're looking at verses one to 12. I I just summarize it by calling it secrets of a successful life. Now, this may not be success like you learned it from some motivational speaker or something like that. This is God's God's definition in this, this little section of scripture here of how to live life successfully. Some of this, you may say, no duh, pastor. And it may just be a reminder of truth you already know. Some of this may may blow your minds and your categories. And you say, I I never thought about that. And maybe that has some reason to do with why I'm not as successful as I'd like to be. So let's dive into this. Six secrets to a successful life. Number one, remember the wise instruction you received. Solomon is, is instructing his son. We see that word, my son, again in verse one. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. You need to know as we go through these uh, six secrets that they start with, with a command or a principle followed by a reward. That's the pattern. The command, the principle, followed by a reward. And the first principle is to remember something. Remember the wise instruction that you've received. Uh, In the context of Proverbs, Solomon is is an engaged father. We said in week one, he's not a passive dad. No, he's proactively involved in the moral instruction of his children. He's really raising the next generation of leaders in Israel, maybe the next king. That's why over and over again in Proverbs, you, you see that my son, my son, at one, one, one time, my sons, plural. And it's a reminder to us, dads, we need to stay engaged in the home. You can't delegate the moral instruction of your kids to the Christian school or even to the church. We have a role to play in that, but it starts with dads. And here Solomon is reminding his son, pleading with his son, encouraging his son, son, remember the wise, godly instruction that I've given to you. Because Solomon probably has kids like I have in my home. Uh, They they remember when their baseball game is, but they forget their homework. You know, we kind of remember the things that are most important to us, and we forget those things or block them out, those things that are maybe not as important to us. And as young people, we, we remember trivial things and forget important things. And as we get a little bit older, we remember the things we should forget, and we forget the things we should remember. And so living life successfully, one of the secrets, as simple as it sounds, is is to remember the wise instruction that our parents poured into us. Now, some of you say, well, I I didn't grow up in a home like that, Pastor. 
I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I, I didn't grow up in a home where I had wise parents. Okay, I understand that. Uh, start where you are. And one of the places where you can get wise, godly counsel on a regular basis is right here in a church like this. Because we're going to open up the pages of God's Word, and we're going to find out what, what God has to say about something, and then do our best in His strength and His power to apply it into our lives. And one of the things that we do to help you remember that wise, godly counsel is give you some notes with some fill-in-the-blanks. Because I found that when I listen to something, I remember that much of it. When I listen to something and write it down, I remember this much of it. The problem is you're going to get up tomorrow morning, Lord willing, and by noon you're going to forget today's sermon if you're not intentional about remembering the wise, godly counsel you've received uh, from the Word of God. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about remembering things. You may remember one of the uh, Ten Commandments says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Uh, because that's an easy thing to forget, the Lord said. All throughout the Old Testament, uh, you read about God's relationship with his chosen people, the nation of Israel, and he says over and over again, I will remember my covenant with you. I will remember the promises that I made to you. Fast forward into the New Testament, Jesus is with his disciples on the night before he was crucified, and he tells them to do something in remembrance of him. He doesn't say, remember my teaching, or remember my miracles, or remember the day that I was born. He says, remember my death. He was just hours from the cross. And he instituted this thing called the Lord's Supper, communion, as, as a memorial, as a, as, a, as a way of remembering the most important thing, and that's the death of Jesus Christ, the atonement for your sins and for my sins. He went to that cross and shed his blood to pay the penalty for your sins and my sins, we dare not forget that as followers of Jesus Christ or as people who might casually appear at a church once in a while. It's all about the cross of Christ. And Jesus said, here's something you need to do in remembrance of me. Psalm 77 and verse 1, the psalmist says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. The first secret to living life successfully is to be on the receiving end of wise, godly counsel. And then make sure as you go out into the world this afternoon or tomorrow morning and, and you're bombarded with a uh, a whole host of voices that are trying to get your attention, advertisements, 24-hour news, social media, whatever it is, it easily crowds out the memory of the good stuff we're supposed to remember and apply to our life. So, so be regularly in church. I'm not saying that because I'm a pastor and I want to fill up seats. I'm saying this because your spiritual life, and yes, the success of your life depends on the regular intake of wise, godly counsel. I had a seminary professor once say to us, everybody needs to be under the teaching of God's word. You also need to be in it for yourself. And that includes the preacher. I, I need to be under the teaching of somebody's word, receiving and, and instructing myself in wise godly, not just for the preparation of a sermon, but because my, my spiritual life depends on it as well. Still ahead, the second half of today's message with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Listen to Ron's messages on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. 
When you stop by, check out Something Good Courses, where you'll find Starting Point, a Disciple's First Steps, a free online discipleship coaching experience created by Dr. Ron Jones. That's Starting Point, a Disciple's First Steps, where you'll discover what being a disciple of Christ is all about and learn how to help others grow in their faith. Dr. Ron Jones calls it the RQ, and when it comes to being a success in life, it's far more important than how smart you are, how rich you are, or how attractive you are. Here's Ron with the rest of today's Something Good radio message, Secrets of a Successful Life. So the first secret is to remember the wise instruction you've received. Number two, I would say it this way, give, this, the secret is to give and receive love. One of the secrets to a successful life is that ability to give and to receive love. Here's how Solomon says it to his son. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Do you want to experience good success in the sight of God and man? Solomon says, let steadfast love and faithfulness go with you wherever you go. And by the way, these are qualities that we find in in God's character. His steadfast love, the Bible says, never fails. It's that wonderful, rich Hebrew word, hesed translated a number of different ways in our Old Testament, but translated here as steadfast love. It's the idea of covenant love, loyalty, a commitment to. God loves us in a steadfast kind of way. He's loyal to us. He's committed to us. The marriage relationship is based upon that, that covenant. Marriage is not a contract between two parties. Marriage, from God's perspective, is a is a covenant based upon steadfast love that says, I'm committed to this person in sickness and in health, for riches or for poor, until death do us part. It's that kind of commitment and faithfulness and love. And Solomon says, son, if you're going to be successful in life, you, you, you need to learn how to give and receive love and be committed in relationships. In a broader sense, I would say this secret is all about healthy relationships, And how true is that? Uh, You can have the highest IQ in the room, but if you don't know how to give and receive love in a healthy way and develop healthy relationships, uh, you may find yourself in the basement of some organization, you know, using your IQ some way. Uh, When I hire a person in ministry or otherwise, uh, yeah, IQ is important, that intelligence quotient, but I quickly look at the RQ the relationship quotient. Does this person have healthy relationships? Is there evidence of them being able to give and receive love in a healthy kind of way? Uh, Are their relationships long-term committed relationships or is there a trail of broken relationships behind them? Not only marriage relationships, but friends and even professional relationships. I go from IQ to RQ. I quickly then go to EQ. EQ is the emotional quotient. What's going on inside that person? Now, we all have baggage, some more than others, but a person who is not emotionally healthy has a difficult time developing healthy relationships and even giving and receiving love. And everywhere they go, it's it's drama, the drama king or the drama queen. 
And it's not long before they barf all over everybody emotionally and relationally. It just isn't working in the organization. Oh, they may have a high IQ. They may have the best education in the world, but they haven't figured out there's, there's other secrets to a successful life, and that's, that's binding your heart and your neck and everything about you with steadfast love and faithfulness those people skills that we look for in life. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, gives us a little glimpse into the childhood of Jesus. And it says, He grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. It just, just describes the holistic, healthy way in which, yes, He was the Son of God and the perfect Savior of the world, but the way in which he grew up. In wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Here Proverbs says, let steadfast love and faithfulness not forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. In other words, take them wherever you go so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and in the sight of man. It's just a simple thing, but oh, so important. Oh, so important. Uh, for any success that we experience in life. Here's a third secret. We read on in verses 5 and 6. The idea is to put your complete trust in the Lord. Here's how Solomon says it. He says, My son, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Another translation says, and the Lord will direct your paths. How many of you want the Lord to direct your paths? Maybe you're in the midst of a decision-making uh, season in your life, and, and you need some direction. You need some wise counsel. Uh, we're quick to kind of run to the reward side of these uh, principles and rewards, but the Lord directing our path has everything to do with us putting our complete trust in the Lord. If I were to ask you, how many of you are trusting in the Lord today? A lot of hands would go up. But are you trusting him completely? Uh, first of all, we have to trust him entirely with all of our hearts. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Uh, Jesus said it this way, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Uh, give, give all of yourself to him, not, not just a, a part of him, not just Sunday morning for an hour, you know, check the box and do the God thing. But you, you're, you're trusting him entirely with all your heart. Trust him exclusively. Do not lean to your own understanding, Solomon says. You know, there are a lot of us who, 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 who become educated in life. And we got degrees and we got experience, might have some resources. And it's easy to lean on those things and to trust those things rather than trust the Lord. Isaiah the prophet, Isaiah 31 and verse 1, he says, Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses, who trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong, but do not look to the Holy One of Israel or consult the Lord. He says, woe to those, you know, be on guard against yourself and others who, who, who trust in all of these things that the world says are trustworthy. Got a big bank account. I got, I got lots of experience. I got lots of degrees. I got the corner office. And I'm leaning to my own understanding. I got this figured out. 
That's what, that's what a lot of us say. I, I, I got this figured out. My, my gut's telling me this. Well, I hope it's a sanctified gut. And it's a, it's, a, it's a gut through whom the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of God is speaking. Thanks for being here for today's message, Secrets to a Successful Life. To hear any of Dr. Ron Jones' messages on demand, stop by somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, please know you're always invited to share your prayer request with us. Click on Explore from the homepage, then look for the How Can We Pray for You option. Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. All Scripture is profitable for teaching and reproof. But let's face it. God gave us a lot of scripture, 66 books and more than 600,000 words, and it can sometimes be a little overwhelming to read. That's why I wrote my new book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, to help you navigate your way through the highways and byways of God's Word and see how it all fits together so brilliantly, how every path, every passage, and every page points to Jesus, who is the Christ. The book comes in two volumes. Volume one covers the 39 books of the Old Testament, while volume two takes you through each of the 27 New Testament books. Both are now available to order, and I'd love to send them to you today. Here's Brian with details. The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volume 1 and 2, can be yours today by request for your gift of $50 or more to support the ministry of something good. When you order the print versions, you'll also get instant access to the Route 66 Digital Library, a $275 value. The online library includes electronic versions of the book, plus video sermons, audio messages, and downloadable sermon notes on all 66 books of the Bible. Visit somethinggoodradio.org to request the two-volume set and to gain immediate access to the Route 66 Digital Library. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Pastor Ron, there are so many good books published every year. Why should someone buy The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible? And who did you have in mind when you wrote these literary travel guides through the Old and New Testaments? You know, Brian, your questions make me think of the words of wise Solomon in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 12. Of the making of many books, he writes, there is no end. And oh, how true that is. For what it's worth, as a Bible teaching pastor for more than 30 years, the ultimate road trip through the Bible is my way of helping people understand the overall story of Scripture and how all 66 books of the Bible fit together into a unified work of the Holy Spirit. I wrote with all kinds of people in mind, starting with the serious Bible student, even those who teach the Bible. I'm thinking of pastors, Sunday school teachers, and small group Bible study leaders who might use these two volumes in their preparation. But I also wrote for the person who is just getting acquainted with the Bible, which we all know is the best-selling book of all time. Brian, you can read The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible from beginning to end like any other book, or place it in your Bible study toolbox. I know that if you're a lifelong learner of God's Word as I am, you will return to The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible repeatedly. As companions to your personal Bible study, these books will always help you see the big picture before you dive into the details of any book of the Bible. 
That's why I'll be ordering my own copy, Pastor Ron. We're so glad you decided to share this important book with us. And you can get your copy today by going to somethinggoodradio.org. Both volumes of this great resource are yours for a gift of $50 or more to support the ministry of Something Good. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org or over the phone by calling our offices at 757-276-1099 or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. Understand you don't know what you don't know. Be humble enough to admit that, especially before a sovereign God who knows everything, who has never been to school, nobody has ever taught him, but he has perfect knowledge and perfect wisdom in every aspect of life, whether it's quantum physics or who's gonna win the Super Bowl today. Nothing ever surprises him and nobody ever taught him. So we we humble ourselves before him. We have a healthy respect and fear for who he is. And the fear of the Lord is that awesome respect for who God is and what he says, such that it makes you turn away from evil. That's what Solomon says to his son. He says, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away, turn away from evil. That's tomorrow in part two of Ron's message, Secrets of a Successful Life. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying so long and thanks for listening.